Good evening, brothers and sisters. Welcome to this online service again. And we have been talking about the new covenant in order for us to keep the new covenant to what we've got. God has put His word in our mind. He has established His image in us so that now we can discern what is the good and perfect will of God. And also He has created a new heart. He has given us a new heart and write His words into our heart. And uh, so that was what we were talking about last week. When we want to have a new heart, the first thing is we got to, our hearts has got to be cleansed from all uh, impurities and sin. And we thank God for the blood of Jesus that has done that. And then beside that, idols has to be removed from our hearts. You know, idols that we trust in rather than we trust in God. It could be our uh, learned behavior that we have been so used to in dealing with our, our needs and problems. Okay, and then after that, We've got to be filled, our hearts has got to be filled with the Holy Spirit and continuously being filled with the Holy Spirit so that it will continue to function uh, properly. Right. So, uh, the heart is, is, is really important and uh, we, we need this new heart. But in, the, in our old self, in our previous uh, covenant or, or, or before we come to know Jesus, the Bible tells us that the heart of men are deceitful above all things and beyond cure. And uh, who can understand it? So, in our natural self, our heart is deceitful. It, it can deceive us and uh, uh, we, we could have the wrong motive in, in doing things. And so God wants to bring changes to this heart, to give us a new heart, or else we just cannot live what He wants us to live. And some people say, oh, I just follow my heart. I feel this is a thing to do. But if your heart is not made new, if you are still keeping that old heart inside, and that you have not allowed the Holy Spirit to do the work. Can you imagine you follow the leading of your heart, which is full of deception, which is, which is uh, deceitful above all things. And that's why Christians can also, so often when they talk, it sounds spiritual, but they're deceiving themselves. They're just following their old ways and, 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 and following their flesh. And uh, so we, we make decisions because we have knowledge, we have understanding, the word has been put in our mind. And so now we can discern what is the good and pleasing, perfect will of God. And that's how we make decisions. Rather than just, oh, you know, I, I, I feel, I'm led by my, my, my heart, right? So we've got to be careful. And then... The, the Bible tells us that in Romans 10, verse 10, 
is with your heart that you believe. So that's why it's so important that our heart, the Word of God, has to be written in our hearts. Otherwise, if other things are written in our hearts, there will be a lot of unbelief. There will be a lot of things which is not right. Right? So we need the Word of God to be written in our, our hearts because that's where our belief system is. And when, when we believe, that's how we will do and how we will carry ourselves. And then to Proverbs 4, verse 23, it says, Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. So the heart is a driving force behind all our actions. Because that's where our emotion, the seed of our emotion is. That's where our belief system is. And the Bible says, guard your heart. Because we learn that there are many voices, different type of voices wanting to speak to us. The voice of God, the Holy Spirit, the voice of Satan, the voice of our flesh. So that's why we need to discern what is the right voice that is speaking to us. Okay, so, so we, we got to uh, have a new heart and God wants to give us that new heart. And how does it take place? So this evening, I want to talk about the creation of the new heart in us by the Holy Spirit. I use the word creation because I want you to think about Genesis, God created the world, created Adam and Eve. It takes a process. He make man out of dust of the earth. You know, and then he breathe on that. So there is a process. Because oftentimes we thought we come to Jesus. Now I have a new heart. But it takes process. It takes time for that creation to, to continue. To, 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 to continue until we grow into uh, maturity. Okay, so how does the Holy Spirit create this new heart in us? We've got to listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit. That's the first thing. We've got to listen to what the Spirit of God is saying. So in the letters written to the seven churches in the book of Revelation, every one of those letters ends with saying, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. You know, we thought as Christians, we would want to listen to the voice of God. But not so, because we have deceitful heart. And that's why the, the letters end in such a manner, because some of the church people, they don't want to listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit. And that's why God is saying, hey, if you've got ear, hear what the Spirit of God is saying because this is important. But we thought we would love the voice of God. No. We've got to, to really ask ourselves, search our own heart. Do we really want to hear what God says? Or do we, are we here to hear what we want to hear? When the Holy Spirit speaks, what kind of messages does He speak? 
he will, in, in those seven letters, he will reveal to us about who God is, who Jesus is. He said he's the one with the fiery eyes. He's the one who holds the seven lampstand. So he, he reveals to us who God is in, in, in a deeper way, each time in a deeper way. And then he encourages us by telling us that God knows what we've gone through. And God knows what is ahead of us. So, so and, and encouraging us to how to press on. And then the Holy Spirit speaks. He will expose to us how God looks at us. He said, hey, you think you're rich, but you're poor. You think your eyes can see, but you are blind. And you think you, you, you are doing well, yes, but you have lost your first love. You see, so the Holy Spirit speaks deeper right into our heart and tells us how God sees things so that we can repent, so that we can run after God, after God's way. So this is, that's why it's so important to listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit. And He wants to write all this word into our hearts. But the Bible warns us that in the last day, people don't want to hear. Christians, some Christians don't want to hear the voice of God. They just want to hear what they desire to hear, what they want to hear, what they like to hear. Yes, it could be related to the Word of God. But what does God want to speak to us at this time? What is God saying? It's not what we like to hear. Look at 2 Timothy, 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 3 and 4. He said, for the time will come when people will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desire, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ear wants to hear. They will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths. So, on the surface, these people are very spiritual. They really have the heart. They really have the desire to listen. They can go around here and there, you know, to listen to great teachers. Why? Because these great teachers speak what they like to hear, what they want to hear, what is in their desire. But when it comes to sound doctrine, they, they don't want to listen. Oh, cannot understand. Oh, it's difficult. Oh, cannot. You see, when you listen to the Word of God, when the Holy Spirit speaks, when you listen to the Word of God, what are you listening to? Are you listening to the Word of God that God wants to speak? Or are you listening for what you want to hear? How you can use the Word to, to cause you to be successful in your business? Yes, God will speak. But there are people who just look for this kind of thing. The rest, they are not interested. They say it's very difficult to understand. Why? Because it's not relevant. 
I tell you, it's relevant when you get to heaven. Or else you have empty mind. You don't know anything. But God is teaching us. God wants us to have that, those sound doctrine. So that when we hear, we are hearing the gospel of the kingdom. So Jesus says, seek ye first the kingdom of God. And all this other thing will be added to you. In listening to the, the gospel of the kingdom, in listening to the word concerning the kingdom of God, you will hear. Because God cares about those areas too. But you are not coming to God just hoping to listen to those words. So you're using the word of God to serve your purpose. Whereas God wants to speak to you so that his purpose is established on earth. That's the motive. That's the difference in what we're looking for. So God wants to speak and he wants to write those words in our hearts. Meaning, when he speaks to us, we know, we understand, we receive it, and now it's inside. So the next time, when you go through a similar crisis, you are not listening to the voice from outside. You're drawing from what is written in your heart. And now, this experience that you have is actually God's opportunity to take you further so that you will know Him deeper, so that He can write more words into your heart, that you will know Him deeper. But a lot of people, every week, they hear the similar message. God loves you, God cares for you, God wants to bless you. And then they feel good. They feel importance, they feel... Come on, how many more times do you want to listen to the same word? That means those words have not been written into your heart. If you have to keep listening to that kind of message and stay at that level, you're not growing. You just go around in circles, just like the nation of Israel, wandering in the, in the wilderness 40 years, but they never enter into the promised land. Because the word has not been written into their hearts. But if those words have been written into your hearts, the Bible says now you don't need anybody to tell you. Because all of us know God because it's written in our heart. So when you face a crisis, face a problem, you can deal with it. You can draw from the word that is written in your heart. But instead, People complain, you know, nobody come and teach me, nobody come and comfort me, nobody. Hey, because the word has never been written into your heart. Every week you just come. It's just a superficial, emotional thing that lasts probably for a week and then you need to come back next week to get another jet, to get another high. You're no different from a junkie. They go on drugs, it gives them a feel. But soon... No, later, that feeling is gone. They need to come back again. They need to come back again. But this is not what God wants. God wants the Holy Spirit to write those words into our hearts so that you remember, so that you know. And now you move on to greater things. Now He wants to speak to you further, other things, so that you keep growing. 
so that you can go into the solid food. You can go into the more complex thing rather than stay at a very elementary baby infant's level. God wants those words to read, to be written in our hearts so that we go, can go on further. And so how can those words be written into our hearts? It comes to the preaching of God's word. Romans 10 verse 14, he say, How can they call on the one they have not believed? How can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? So you see, primarily it comes to the preaching of the word. I know we can read it, read a book or read the Bible and God speak to us. I know God can speak to us directly. Yes. But primarily, through the preaching of the word. And just like in the Old Testament, Moses is the one who talked to them. And yet, the Bible says, it's the Spirit of God that is speaking. They resist the Holy Spirit because of their hardened heart. But it was Moses. And then the prophets is the one who speak the words. And in the New Testament is the apostles. And I want to use it in a very general sense. The apostles mean someone who is sent by God. So when, we are, when someone is sent by God to speak the words to us, you know, I want to, I want to simplify things rather than go into our teachers, pastors, and so on. No. So, so God speaks to us through His messenger, okay, through His messenger preaching to us the word that we need to hear, not what we want to hear, that God wants to speak to us. Okay? So, it's the, the word that has been spoken to us that is full of spirit, that is full of life. The preaching of the word. So, those words came to us in different ways. 2 Timothy 4, verse 2. 2 Timothy 4, verse 2. It said, preach the word. Be prepared in season and out of season. Correct, rebuke, and encourage with great patience and careful instruction. Speak the word. Preach the word. So, how are we to preach the word? He said, in season. And out of season, in season. You know, God's word very often is prophetic. We know we have entered into the new season and then God has given us the word in this new season. And that's why I told you, when we go through the crisis, when God is shaking the earth, He's trying to bring forth a message to ask us where we have been building our life. But if those times we keep talking, oh, fear not, oh, God will give you peace, God will protect you, I told you we miss the voice of God. Those are the word of God, but those are not the word that God wants to speak to us through this crisis. Because it's 
during this time he can speak these words, otherwise we wouldn't listen. And when we are in this season and we still don't want to listen to the word or, or nobody preach us this kind of word, we'll miss what God is saying. I'm not saying those who have people preach are not the word of God. Yes, they are. And that's, that's good. But at least we need to know what God is speaking. True. What we are going through. So preach a word in season. In season. And uh, out of season. Out of season. That means we need the whole counsel of God. We don't preach what we like you know, all the time. Just the same word all the time. But we need to preach the whole counsel of God, whether people like it or not. Because that's the word of God. That's sound doctrine. That's what God wants to write into our hearts. So Paul says, I have not hesitated to proclaim to you the whole will of God. Whatever is beneficial to you, whatever is helpful, I have not hold back. I proclaim to you. And uh, the Word of God comes to us in different ways. The content of the words of God, it comes, let's look at it again. He says, correct, rebuke, and encourage. Correct, rebuke, and encourage. So when the Holy Spirit speaks, that when God speaks, it could be the word of correction. So the word is like a mirror. It shows to us where we've gone wrong. It exposed the motive of our hearts. And that's when some people don't like to hear because it pricks their heart. Saul of Tarsus, before he became the apostle Paul, when the word of God was preached, it pricks his heart. That's the word of God. Because it brings about correction. And uh, it can come in a word of discipline. Just like a father would discipline a child when you correct a child. So the word of God can come in this way. And, and some people think that, oh, you know, that's not loving. That's not loving. Love and truth has got to come together. You know, we, I know of a family. Oh, the, the mother loved the child so much. Give everything to the child. Spoil the child. But what kinds of children they have brought up? Nowadays, the, the children are grown but they don't appreciate. They don't respect the parents. They don't contribute towards the family, even though the family is in need. They just care about themselves. You see, love, that's not God. God's love comes with truth. It comes with truth. So the Word of God comes with correction. The Word of God comes with rebuke. Is dealing with the attitude of the heart. You see, we look into the life of Jesus. The kind of people that Jesus rebuilt the most are the Pharisees and the Sadducees. 
They are the one who are so proud. They are the one who are so arrogant and stubborn. They think they know it all. They think they are right. In fact, they they only know the law. They don't know the the things of the spirit. They don't know the heart of God. So they're totally out. But yet they because they they know the word. The law, so they think they they are so superior. So Jesus gave them the the the, the fierce rebuke for this kind of people. So the word will come with rebuke. The word will come with encouragement. Encouragement when someone is broken, when someone is humble, when when someone you know is teachable. Wow, you just want to encourage them. You just want to shower more grace upon these people, so that they understand, so that they know how to uh, press on and and be 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 strengthened. So God's word come to us in different ways, and we must understand these are all God's doing. These are all the Holy Spirit's doing. So that we don't reject certain word because oh it seems to be hard, oh that doesn't seems to be the way God speaks. I hope you understand. From this word, God will speak to us different ways. And then it says here with great patience, because people are so slow in learning. Some people they hear the word of God, they think they know. But actually, they haven't done anything yet. As far as the the Bible is concerned, you still do not know the truth. And so you got to preach the word with patience, knowing that you got to speak again, repeat again and again and again until they get it. Jesus deal with the disciples, and he also get frustrated. He say, "When are you going to learn? When are you going to understand?" Paul and Peter say, "Hey." And I had to keep repeating this to you, just so that to make sure that you got it. So some people they're so arrogant, they're so proud. They think they hear the word. They they seem to have heard the word of kingdom. They thought they know what is the kingdom. I just want to let you know I'm still learning about the kingdom of God, even though I've been preaching for so many years. You know, we 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 just we just need to. Hunger and desire more, so that we may know more. And then it says, "With careful instruction, we want to teach the people the whole counsel. We don't want to miss out any other anything that is that is so important, right? We want to make sure they are being being taken care of because we are careful in our instruction." So, the word of God comes through preaching, and that's how the Holy Spirit, through the preaching of the word, speaks to us. And then, but how does He write it into our hearts? How does He write it into our hearts? Look at Hebrews four, verse twelve. For the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrows. It judges the thoughts and attitude of the heart. Nothing in all creation is hidden from His sight. 
everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of him who, to whom we must give account. So when the word of God is being preached, it's just like a double-edged sword. It will penetrate. It will go deep to divide the soul and the spirit, the bone and marrow. It will judge us the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. So God write his words into our hearts to the sword of his spirit, which is the word of God. And when the word of God comes, it is alive and it's active. It will bring about an impact. It will convict our hearts of sin or it will comfort us and minister healing to that broken heart. It will cleanse. It will reveal the idols that is in our life so that we can deal with the idols. It, will, it can come and quicken because it's full of life and full of spirit so that now our life is being revived and, and charged out. So the spirit, uh, the, the, the word of God comes in and it goes deep into our hearts and divides soul and spirit. You know, it's so hard to separate the soul and the spirit, but yet the Word of God is able to do it, is able to show what comes out of our emotion and what is really of the spirit of God. In other words, it deals with our motive. It's able to reveal the motive of the heart to us, which is, which is hidden to others. So God doesn't look at the performance primarily. He looks at the motive. He looks at the attitude of the heart. Whether it is, it is done out of the pure motive for God's glory or whether it's done for human glory. You know, we want to ascertain our own worth, our, our uh, acceptance by people through our performance. I mentioned to you last week, we can use ministry to do that. You know, we do a certain kind of ministry. And then we, 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 we receive that kind of praise that helps us to feel that, oh, it's out of the soulish life, not out of the spiritual life. So the Word of God wants to come in like that double-edged sword. He wants to separate what is of the soul, what is of the spirit. It judges the thoughts and attitudes. And that's why when we don't get that kind of praise and acceptance, you know, we become bitter. We become angry. We are vicious. It begins to slander and attack because of the heart. The wickedness, the deceitfulness of the heart. 1 Corinthians 4, verse 5, Therefore judge nothing before the appointed time. Wait till the Lord comes. He will bring to light what is hidden in darkness and will expose the motives of man's heart. At that time, each will receive his praise from God. See, he will expose the motive, the hidden thing, and bring it to surface. So, God, by His Spirit, through the preaching of the Word, release those words into our hearts and begins to divide. 
so that we can distinguish what is of the soul, what is of the spirit. So when that word the, and all that impurities, all those idols are removed, then that word can be written inside because all those things will hinder us from seeing the, the truth, from knowing the truth. The deception is there. But now this is removed. So the pure word of God can be crafted into our hearts, written into our hearts. So now we know. Now we experience it. And now we trust God. We obey His word. And this is what the word of God said. The Holy Spirit helps us. Is the one who, who, who moves us to obey those words. So now we obey out of the pureness of heart, the pure motive to do it for the Lord. There's no mixed motive inside. We are very, very clear that this is of the Spirit of God. So the word is written inside. And then the next time we go through another experience, we are not going to repeat the same thing again. You know, God is not going to speak the same thing again because it's written inside. Now God, through the experience, is going to take you deeper and write other things into your heart that you have not known. And then it will continue to lead us and lead us so that we enter into the destiny that God has for us. Rather than going around the wilderness, the same messages all the time, living in deception. We are moving, but we are not moving forward. We're going around. But God wants to write His Word into our hearts so that we are moving, but we're moving forward. We're moving deeper into God. We know His heart. We know His plan and His purpose. And we will one day be accountable to Him. So I trust that Tonight, we have a better understanding of how that new heart comes to us because so often we just receive Jesus and then we thought we have a new heart. But we still remain the same or doing things which is not pleasing to God. But God wants to write those words, His word, into our hearts. And also to remove every impurities from our lives so that there is a new heart because the heart determines everything in our life. Out of it flows the issue of life. So God wants to give us a new heart. And the Holy Spirit is working, creating that heart. Remember? It's a process. Right? It takes you to, to that process and, and keep renewing, keep writing it as we follow Him, as we obey Him, and are led by His Spirit. So, we're going to pray so that we will indeed have a new heart and our hearts will continue to be renewed by His Word and, and His Word is written into our hearts so that we continue to grow, not just going around in circle, but grow to know Him better, know Him deeper, so that we bring glory and honor to His name. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you for your precious word. We thank you for the great news that you 
want to create in us a new heart. And we thank you, Holy Spirit, for working in our hearts. And we welcome you. We want to listen to your voice. We want to listen to what you are speaking to us, the church, O oh God. And we allow your double-edged sword to come in to reveal to us what is hidden inside our heart, what's the motive of our hearts, so that we'll be cleansed, so that we'll have a pure heart to serve the living God, so that what we do will bring glory and honor to you and you alone, because it's out of a pure heart that serves you. And Lord, we thank you that you will bless us, you will Minister to us all that we need, but we want to seek first your kingdom. We want to hear what you will have to say to us. We thank you, Lord. Bless your people. Cause us to rise up. Cause us to grow and to mature. To grow into from, and change from glory into glory. We thank you, Lord. We bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, the Lord bless you. We'll see you again next week. Bye-bye.